you know, we're, we're staying on, on point here. Working musicians, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. we, we have to care. You, you have to care about being a song player, yes. not a part player. That, man, amen. Because that's what you're doing. You're, 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 your vehicle of delivery is a song. Yeah. Right? Yeah. So um, learning and listening to as many songs in mm-hmm. different styles as possible is profoundly going to affect you becoming, you know, chiseling away the, the rough edges of your musicianship. My name is Chris. My name is John. And we are we're back, John. We're back, man. Yeah, we're we, back, Mortimer. We are back. <laughs> We've been away a little too long. Yes, uh, indeed. Four weeks, maybe five weeks, something yeah. like that. Might as well just call it a month. Yeah, um, yeah. Good solid fortnight, I believe. Yeah, fortnight. I believe Perfect. that's what it You've is. Been watching too much <laughs> yeah, Game of Thrones. Game of Thrones, right? Game of Thrones. Telling you, come on now. Uh, life has happened to both of us, John. Yeah, man. Uh, it, uh, listen, you know, believe it or not, we have lives outside of our our, our music little, circles and podcasts yeah. and stuff. And you know, I'm sure uh, you know um, you've enjoyed your moving process. Yes. Such a fun. My awesome wife and I experience. built a house. I think I've mentioned it in some some previous episodes. Definitely Indeed. one. Yeah. And uh, moving has been really taxing. Uh, oh, getting yeah, out yeah. of the main, the, the old house into mm-hmm. the new house. Uh, mm-hmm. It literally has taken us right at about three weeks to get everything I, done. Yeah. And yeah. the house is still for sale. Like, yeah, we're still man. not sold it yet. Mm-hmm. So we're stressing, and, and there's been that, like just moving into a new house has been. Yeah, crazy. it is a super stressful period. We, we uh, our little Mobley clan, we know all too well about the. Um, the perils of the moving perils of moving. So it sidelined me quite a bit, uh, to, to, to get up and around, uh, John and I to get around each other and, and John, yes. uh, some, you, you, you've been doing a lot of work. Yeah. Uh, I've been, of, uh, yeah, I've been, bi- I've been pretty busy, um, staying busy playing with, uh, Joe Hall. We're doing, um, you know, weather's getting warmer. Um, lots of more gigging opportunities mm-hmm. for acoustic duos. We all love know. that. Um, getting you into the band now full-time is is um super exciting for us take um, a drink take a big drink on that well not, you say super important super important super it's super important just take yeah, a drink anyway just get loosened up take the edge off so but yeah um got some um actually going out to uh portland oregon in july to play with uh ben rue oh, wow. uh, nashville recording artist um really pumped to go out there and, and do some uh, i think we're doing four shows out in oregon flying out they're all fly dates so Dude. it's super so you guys just easy. know john is a rock star he's i just, listen just, i'm just trying to you know just trying to pay the bills just trying to pay the bills man right. got, got, got working musician that's it that's what we're trying so, to do so high, but, yeah. high level working musician nonetheless. well you know cool. i mean that's that's you know um that's the name of the game man that's what we do you mm-hmm. know um mm-hmm. to you know go not to go too far down the rabbit hole um but you know i think one of the reasons that has helped me land gigs is just so happens to be one of the topics we're going to be discussing yeah um i'm super blessed to be able to go um back out and play with ben um but yes um you know getting busy with joe around here around town um we've got uh got some big big things coming up with him and and uh just ready to ready to start playing man yeah, you man. know ready well, before to do our we thing. uh before we dive into the the meat of this uh episode I, I know the two of us just would like to to thank our our audience for being patient with us to get new yes. content out yeah and, absolutely um, we yeah. we are uh super grateful that you guys are still hanging around waiting for us uh us to put out some more content like i said it's been um it's been killing us but you know it's you know life happens you got to deal with it and yep but we're back and uh we're going to be back on a regular regularly scheduled programming yeah um get your get your ear ear holes get them ready get them cleaned out (laughs) so we're going to jump into headlines uh because we got a lot of headlines to catch up on since we've been off uh air so to speak um 
we're going to keep this in the in the realm of sports headlines. Okay, um, okay, sports, sports. What you got? To me, I think a huge, huge uh, sporting um, event that happened was Mr. Tiger Woods winning the Masters. Huge. It's a big deal. It's a big it's a, deal. It's uh, a big uh, first major he's won since 2008. Man, 2008. 11 years that guy's lived some life between here and there indeed he has um uh you know you've had um people um such as steel panther write songs about tiger woods and his trials and tribulations Steel Panther. tiger has been put through the ringer Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and um come back out come back you know and i think that is to me whether you like him personally or not i think you have to respect the 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 perseverance and the dedication because yep, yep. most normal, you know, Jimmy's and Joe's, you don't have that outcome. No, after those people would have after up. you've gone through what Mister Mister yeah. Woods went through. Yes, for sure, he would um, have. He would have. You, you, most people would have given up. That's for sure. Yeah, because I mean, I mean to come out on the other side of it and still have the same drive, still have the same dedication. Right keep pushing even through the years when he wasn't doing so sure. well, like working through like right. the struggles like right. he just he, he stayed head you know down. and for me I, you know i grew up seeing tiger you know I, I'm, i've been an avid golfer since i've played guitar um i watched tiger and his dominance mm-hmm. right when he was in peak tiger right tiger mode 2005 dominance you know winning winning majors by 12 strokes mm-hmm. um which was unheard of at the time just dish, i mean he was to me, he was the Mike Tyson of golf. Yeah. He already he won when he pulled in the parking lot. Yeah, everybody else was defeated. At well, that it's, point. it's cool you bring that up because he carries that, like that just that aura about him. Yeah, totally. Because uh, a buddy of mine, he was like, "Man, you've been watching the Masters." I was like, mm-hmm. "I've been trying to keep up with it." He goes, "Man, Tiger's in the hunt." He's, I mean, he's, I mean he was, yeah. Anybody else, if they were in the lead, he wouldn't have said it. Like, you know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. oh, they may have dropped, but it's exciting. Like the excitement yeah. in the voice. Like, Listen, oh, man, Tiger Woods. I mean, the the ratings for the Masters, I think, were the best they've been, and you know, right. I, I can't remember the exact number, but the ratings were off the charts for the Masters. Okay. Mm-hmm. You know, Tiger Woods did what Tiger Woods did to golf. You know, is comparable like with like say what Michael Jordan did to basketball mm-hmm, or mm-hmm. what you know Greg Maddox did to pitching. Right, right. You know, just completely changed flipped it upside down. Literally changed the game. Yeah, yeah. changed the game. Mm-hmm. So, you know, him winning at Augusta, you know, which is to me um, tests the golfer both with their skill and their brains uh-huh. you know because it's not a um the golf course is not necessarily a, a a difficult when you look at it i mean it's difficult i shouldn't say that um you know the rough is not very rough mm-hmm. um considered uh, compared to like u.s open rough where it's like up to your knees mm-hmm. you know yeah so you know the rough is manageable you know, fairways or, or, I mean, it's just, everything is super manicured. Mm-hmm. Like you, could, you can literally eat off the dirt in Augusta. It's that, the yeah. dirt's that yeah. clean. <laughs> um, but what that golf course does, how it tests you mm-hmm. and the fact of, you know, how it's set up when you get to the back nine, you can hear stuff that's going on. You can hear the roars of the crowd. Right. You wonder, and even yeah. the, the, the golfers, they, they were saying, they could tell the difference from Tiger's roars to wow. their roars. Wow. It was permeating throughout the entire golf course. That's amazing. So, um, you know, I just think that that is, uh, what, what, it's the American, it's the American dream, man. It, it, it really is the American, you know, redemption story. Mm-hmm. You know, I believe mm-hmm. everybody deserves a second chance. Definitely. Um, you know, um, despite, what you may feel about him personally still, I'm not going to try to change that, but you've got to recognize greatness, man. Yeah. yeah. Because stuff like that doesn't come around often. Mm-mm. So, um, congratulations to Tiger yeah, Woods on winning the, sure. the masters. Huge. Um, I think the other big, the other standout, uh, the other standout yeah. on, quite controversial is this Kentucky Derby. Yeah. Nonsense. Yeah. <laughs> um, uh, Chris, what, what's going on with this, uh, disqualification of, of the horse that well, uh, apparently won. I'm sure a lot so, of gambling degenerates probably yeah. were none too pleased with that. Well, what's interesting. The first part is that 
the whole race is is run right mm-hmm. it's right. over yeah. by somewhere between 15 and 20 minutes yeah and then they issue this disqualification which is the is is the only one that's ever happened in history right right yeah and i think so of course they've talked about the conditions of the track and all these kind of and, things and it was horrible i mean it was a slop fest on the track for sure so right. it said that there was a lot of infractions uh-huh. and all these kind of things uh-huh. and, um you know, the horse that won had a, a 65 to 1 long shot, yeah. you know, that, that quote unquote got the W. Right. Um, so, I mean, whoever whoever bet on that horse did all right. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. I mean, imagine the people that bet on the winning horse. Yeah. They go to collect. Yeah. And, and like, they got to go back and take this money back. Right. Right. Like, like how does that, how do, you know, because like you said, it took them a good 20, 30, you know, this was after the fact. Mm-hmm. You better believe if I placed a bet and my horse won, I'm going to collect my winnings. Yeah. And, and immediately. And get in your car and leave. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. I'm so, sure. I mean, that probably happened. There's probably some of it that couldn't come back. Right. So, Man, what a uh, fiasco. That, 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 that probably was a nightmare for um, the actual Derby itself, uh, which is a beautiful place we've been to. Mm. It's gorgeous. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, we did go to that place. That's right, we visited. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we sure did. Yeah. Uh, it was cold as crap, and we it all took a picture in front of the horse right That's there. Right. I believe it was Sea Biscuit, right. wasn't it? Sea Biscuit, man. God, what was that? Yeah. 2014. Uh, yeah, guys. We don't just say that we've 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 been together. We've been together. We've John been together. I, John, John and I have lived yeah. life. Together. Yeah, we've lived life together. I mean, short of, you know, I mean, not that there's anything wrong with that, you know, <laughs> but you know, short of that, Chris and I are, we've done things and we've seen things. Yes, we have. So, but yeah, um, yeah, I just thought that was super fascinating how, um, and I think somebody actually called into the Derby that said they needed to take a look at this. Like somebody reported like there there was a a, a, a patron, if you will. Wow. Um, and they did and they reviewed it and done, done, man, that's history right there. We we witnessed some history. Yeah. I mean, on both ends of the spectrum, you know, you've got a complete redemption story and then you've got a complete, uh, psych. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Well, I mean, kind of off, not technically off topic. I'm just kind of thinking my wife, she went to a derby party. It was, Mm -hmm. it was the the night we were at a gig actually having met juleps, met juleps. So she went to a derby party and they had their own little betting going on. It was $5 like in a pot and and she bet on maximum security and won like 60 bucks or something. And I was like, did you get to keep it? She's like, I kept it. She's like, no, we didn't, we didn't revert it. Right. Right. So, you know, Obviously, that's that's at home and yeah. you know, rules but, but are a on, a, on, like, on, on, on a massive, on a massive like professional betting, yeah, like they I don't mess around to, with that. Stuff. Now that you bring that up, I almost want to read about it. Like, did they did they pull all that money back from people? Like, how I may, much may, was maybe lost? Well, I mean, and there might be some gray area, and you may have to wait, like say, I don't know, yeah, twenty four hours, twenty four hours, or, or you know, at least six hours before you can collect. Right. You know, right. I don't know if there's some protocol. Right. Um, uh, in, in that in that time frame to kind of make you know to to keep that uh, from happening you Just know that rare this, instance it's somebody's job or jobs right. of several people correct to handle the payouts yeah imagine the spokesperson for that <sighs> that that person's job they hate their job right now yeah they, they hate it they they do they definitely do man well that'll that'll settle us up for for headlines for yeah. this week yes. Um, you know, I'm going to go ahead and tease next week. Uh, I think we're going we're going to have to talk about Game of Thrones. Yes, we are. Game of Thrones. Holy cow! Yeah, um, yeah. Has it been worth the wait? Um, nice has little, it lived up to the hype? Nice little, nice little. Huh? Okay, Maybe. Okay. I don't know. Has well, it lived up to the hype? You know, we've had to wait quite a long time for mm-hmm. six episodes. Six episodes. So we're definitely gonna we're gonna get into the weeds next week on that. Sweet. Um, for sure. So stay tuned next week for headlines, and we will get into our Game of Thrones talk. Definitely. Well, let's get into the uh, the, the yeah, heart of this, this thing uh, today. This thing today, uh, as the uh, the title says, becoming a well-rounded musician. John yes. and I are going to get into this and uh, and give some some advice and some tips. Yes, uh, some tips, uh, tricks. If so you will. Uh, so we'll, we'll get into it here in just a bit. So, John, as the title says, becoming a well-rounded musician. Yes, um, that is the goal. That is the goal, right? So let's let's just let's just say if you want to be a summarize. working yeah to summarize you if you want to be a working musician, yeah. meaning you are actively working, whether mm-hmm. it's a weekend warrior type guy or somebody that does it full time. Correct. You're gonna have to be well-rounded to get called for gigs. Yeah, right? absolutely. Like you can't be the metal guy making money. 
you might not even be the jazz guy making money. Mm. But if you could play metal and jazz proficiently, listen, that's I, there. You go. It's 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 um, making yourself uh, uh, good at everything, master of nothing. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, the more avenues that you can, um, you know, lend your services to, mm-hmm. uh, the more uh, chances you're going to receive some compensation for your services right and, and obviously you, it, obviously you leave an impression absolutely. and that impression ripples out and right. the next thing you know you you've know. got a, a recommendation for another gig now um we're we're not uh you know a-holes or d-bags here we no. we, we we didn't come out of the chute well-rounded no, right no. it took a long arduous process yeah. for us to figure these things out yeah mistakes, make these mistakes, mistakes along the way. Yeah. make these determinations right um and ultimately adapt mm-hmm. to whatever we needed to adapt to right right um so you know uh, another key word phrase is the adapt the adaptation excuse me that's a big word big mm-hmm. word mm-hmm. um you know, being able to adapt to whatever your gigging situation is. You right. know, you don't right. want to be the metal guy at the country gig, right? Right. right. Yeah, you, you definitely know? have to be more of a chameleon. Maybe that's yeah. the word. Like you, right. you, uh, perfect. You know, it's, for, it's, that's exactly what it is. You got to be a chameleon. You got to blend in mm-hmm. with what you're doing. Right. I mean, for a while, I was frustrated, especially when I started playing church music, mm-hmm. where, um, you know, a lot of the parts that you have to learn. You, you don't really have any room to to be expressive. Mm-mm, like the idea is to learn the part, right. play the part, because in most of these situations, there's no rehearsal. Mm-hmm. So, None. you know, they send out the music, guitar player learns his parts, bass player learns his parts, drummer learns his parts, and, you know, cool. Like you show up, and as long as you've learned your part, you're good to go. You don't need a rehearsal, right? right? But imagine if you're not a well-rounded musician and you want to be expressive and like, yeah, you know, I, I heard the intro and I, I see what he's trying to say, mm-hmm. but I, I, I'd like to try something else. Right. You're not going to get called back for another gig. No. Right? So this this plays out in a lot of things, whether it be church or whether it be a pop band right. or a, a funk rock band or even a, a corporate band or right. whatever. Yeah. So, you know, yeah, like John's saying, we're not... We're definitely not know-it-alls in this. No, you know, by no um, by no means. You know, I, you know, it's, we don't have... You know, number one hit songs on our resume mm-hmm. and our, whatever, whatever the the status quo is for uh, to be czars on. <laughs> this is just really our life experiences and what we feel um, is going to benefit you, the player, mm-hmm. is becoming a chameleon, yep. like you were mm-hmm. saying, being able to weave in and out of of genres. I mean, I'm still a rock guy. Yeah, right. Me too. I'm still a rock, rock and roll at, at heart. heart. Yeah, you know, I want to turn just, the Marshall just, up to eleven. Just so we're we're clear here, guys. John's wearing a Def Leppard T-shirt as we record. I have this, a so. Pyromania Def Leppard shirt on. John is the rock guy. I'm a rock guy. Yeah. That's what I. That's what I do. Mm-hmm. You know. Mm-hmm. However, if you put a jazz standard from a real book in front of me, I could play it. Right. Right. Um, because for one, I can read the music. You know, which helps. Right. Um, but I'm familiar with playing jazz. I, I've, I've you know, spent years, you know, playing standards back when you could actually, people would pay you to play jazz. Mm-hmm. Um, one of my first gigging, um, consistent gigging experiences that I, I got when I got out of music school was every Tuesday night we were playing at this bar in Athens, um, nothing but jazz standards. Man. Three hours every Tuesday. Talk about sharpening that pencil. That's you know, it, it, it was instrumental for my de- development and my ability to play jazz and you know improvise over standards all that stuff mm-hmm, mm-hmm. um so uh, point is is that um i still you know i had I, i'm still the rock guy playing the jazz stuff you know it's it's a different language you have to speak mm-hmm. you know it's it's a different vocabulary than rock vocabulary so when you learn these different methods different um you know uh ways to speak you know because uh, that's ultimately what music is yeah. it's, it's it's language yep. um you it starts to unravel other things in your playing and how you've thought about things and what you may have been putting effort into might not be 
the best things for you to put your effort into. Right. You know, whether it be just continuing to hammer out rock stuff, you're the rock guy, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. using me as an example. Mm-hmm. If I just sit there and hammer rock chops all day, that's great. I'm going to be a solid rock. I mean, just mm-hmm, a solid mm-hmm. ass rock player, but mm-hmm. you know, I'm not going to be able to go and if somebody calls me and says, Hey, I need to play a jazz set at this restaurant or for this wedding or yeah. whatever. You'll pass that gig up. Yeah. I yeah. won't be able to do that because obviously, and so I'm, I'm speaking from my experience. So John and I, like we've got different backgrounds as, as how we arrived mm-hmm. you know, to, to each other and through the, the, the musical channels. Right. Um, when I started, I was the rock guy. I was the rock mm-hmm. guy, the metal guy. Like that's what I cared about. That's what I put a ton of my time into. And, um, it wasn't until I, um, started going further and further, uh, with the music store that I was at. Um, that music store really, really helped me because I, I I noticed that the guys that would come in and out of there, you know, that worked there Mm -hmm. would come in on a Monday talking about the gig. they had. absolutely. uh, Water cooler Monday, man. and, and, And there was this one dude, uh, JB, um, he, uh, he was a great guitar player. Mm -hmm. I mean, awesome guitar player. Mm -hmm. I knew Mm -hmm. him as a guitar player, Mm -hmm. but I start paying attention to what he's saying on Mondays coming in, talking about his gig. Yeah. He played bass and I was like, Oh, you, so, so you're a bass player also. He goes, no, he's like, I'm a guitar player. He's like, but I learned to play bass and believe it or not around here, I get way more gigs. Uh, Yeah, totally, man. So that's that's great chameleon thing there. Mm -hmm. And I started noticing that if I decided to keep myself in a box, mm-hmm. this rock and roll metal drummer box, mm-hmm. that my chances for being what I would consider a quote unquote make it or I've made it professional musician, right. professional meaning I sit behind the drums, I get paid. Yes. The drum set pays my bills. Correct. Then I'm going to have to start branching out into other genres. Yeah. And, yeah. Uh, you know, John's background is a lot different. Like he, he was the rock guy too, but he went through... He went through some some incredible schooling. Indeed, I was fortunate enough to um, to have the opportunity to go uh, to Atlanta Institute of Music, and that was a game changer for me. One of one of the first uh, in a long line of game changers for me. Obviously, just being exposed to the knowledge, mm-hmm. um, being around you know peers who are good, just world world class players. Yep. <clears throat> Pardon me. You know, it, it, that's stuff you don't normally have access to. Right. You know, right. Uh, you're, you're, you know, your weekend warrior rocker, you know, Randy Rhodes guy mm-hmm. don't have a, doesn't have access to aim knowledge and teachers and et cetera. So um, the biggest thing that I took away or one from that school was you got to be a chameleon. Mm hmm. All of the teachers that taught, at least in the guitar, all the teachers, screw that, all of them, <laughs> could go and do a rock gig, a jazz gig, a funk gig, a country gig, and they're going to kill it. Right. Some of them might be a little better in certain genres, but they could do it nonetheless and right. pull it off, and, right. it, and it's going to be good. Um, and that's, that's one of the first things I noticed, because... We had performance classes at at AIM. Um, when I went there, now it's completely different. They, it's it's like Hollywood up there. They've got all different kind of um, instrument um, disciplines. Um, but back in first century BC, when I went, <laughs> it was just guitar, bass, and drums. And we had rock performance and jazz performance, and everybody in the bass and drums got the same songs that the rock class got. And there was a huge concert hall, had a big stage, back line, lights. Like, they wanted you to be used to performing. Right. But not only performing, but performing with people who you don't, yeah. you've never played with. Right. Right? That's cool. But, so, you get up there, and for me, having to play a jazz standard with people I've never played before... A, a genre of music I've never really listened to. It, it's it was completely eye opening for me. Yep. And to see people, you know, professional guys. Obviously, they've been doing it a while and they studied and they, they, you know, just the ease that they're able to pull off this stuff. It was just it was super humbling because that's where I, I came from. A background of I was good at rock. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. That's what I came from. And you had confidence. I had, you confidence, know, you had confidence. You know, I, I had, you know, I had some chops, but it was all self-taught. Mm-hmm. 
all based on feel. Mm-hmm. Um, nothing. I couldn't tell you what I was doing. I just knew that that's what you were supposed to play over that yep. sounding chord. Right. Right. Yep. So um, the, the the basics, the fundamental basics of being a working musician or a professional musician, I should say, working musician is our title. They can't have it. Mm-hmm. Um, but they just they showed you the tools that it takes to become a professional musician, mm-hmm. right? So mm-hmm. before that, man, I was I was searching probably just like you were for for the next thing to move me, man. Next thing to turn mm-hmm. me on, get mm-hmm. me going. Yeah. And back in the day, kids, when there was actually good music on the radio. You were able to get stimulated. Mm-hmm. You know, there mm-hmm. were there were good. You know, well, there pop, were bands. There playing. were bands. I mean, right? Even if it was pop music, bands yeah. produced it. You know, like yeah. they were there was no auto tune. There yeah. was no uh, Pro Tools. Right. There, you know, and there was no programming. It wasn't engineer right. splicing everything together. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, um, not to get off on a side tangent, but I just feel like uh, I was. I'd hit a wall, you know, I'd hit that proverbial wall Mm -hmm. and I knew I wanted to do music for a living. And the only way for me to take it to the next step was I needed to go to school to figure out what the hell this is. Right. So, um, but yeah, I, I'm, I'm, you know, obviously, um, that, that's a game changer for any player going to some sort of, you know, higher education to, to, to train, you know, to become a professional musician. But honestly, man, all that stuff's available on the interwebs yeah, now. Yeah. In the, in the you have access. Yeah, yeah. You have access. I mean, if, if we had the same access 20 years ago, hmm. I probably wouldn't have gone to music school. I wouldn't have needed right. to. Right. Right. Because I've could, I could have shedded on YouTube mm-hmm. at my, in the comfort of my home, mm-hmm. not having to, you know, go in debt to pay for music school. Right. So, you know, the times have changed, my friend, mm-hmm. you know, so that, that was just something I knew I needed to do to become what I needed to become. Mm-hmm. But, you know, um, even before I went to school, you know, I was noticing, um, you know, the cats that I was into, um, you know, um, were solid outside of their genre. Mm-hmm. And that's when the light bulb went off. I was like, man, yeah. maybe I need to learn some of these old school R&B <laughs> funk riffs and stuff. Right, you right. Know? It would take someone like, you know, you, you talk about Steve, Steve Lukather all oh, the time. Oh, yeah, I mean, dude. So, I mean, you know, obviously he played in Toto, but then yeah. you find out that he played on Michael Jackson records. Yeah. And I mean, then, it, you know. just pretty much any pick a record that came out in the 80s and he played guitar on it. So, right. you know, I mean, all just all of that stuff that 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 I was starting to connect the dots, mm-hmm. right? And I was starting to figure out that these guys are not just, just rock players rock, yeah, or whatever exactly. players. They're professional musicians. They are pros. Mm-hmm. Get Fiddles and Paradiddles will always be available for free, but we rely on our donations from our listeners. Please visit our website at getfiddlesandparadiddles.fireside.fm and click on the donate button. Subscribe to our show on iTunes, and if you enjoy what you hear, give us a review. So, you know, John and I, we took different paths to get where we are. We're very grateful mm. to, to have ended up, you know. Indeed. Clashing into each other. And, and I mean, and, uh, and, and quite honestly, if we were to put our skill level and measure it, dude, like, we are totally on par. Well, dude, we, in my opinion, it's arguable. I mean, listen, you can debate it or not. The amount of professionalism, like mm-hmm. we are, we are professional musicians, right? I mean, you know, there's an expectation level. Even if you weren't my best good friend, Chris, mm-hmm. and we played gigs together, mm-hmm. I would know that if I was on a bandstand with you, we're good, right? 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 We're solid, right? And that kind of leads into some of the the points here that John and I kind of want to hope, hopefully, point you guys mm-hmm. towards. So, sure. You know, we're 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 speaking to the guy that maybe is the rock guy, yeah, or maybe he's the jazz guy, yeah. Or maybe he's the classical guy, right? And he does want to branch out, or she wants to branch mm-hmm. out. Um, what are some steps that John and I, you know, w- we've noticed that through the mistakes and the trials that we've gone through, uh, that really helped us? Um, sure. One of the first ones is is you know kind of an obvious one, but listen to all types of music. Oh God, and not, yeah. And not just not That's just a big put it duh. on. It's just not like on in the background. Like yeah, and you can't just be like, okay, well I'll listen to it. You know, you right. have to. Freaking listen to this, yeah, like you know, into get it. into it, yeah. you know, even yeah. if it takes, you know, you got to bite your lip a little bit and kind of, you know, grin and bear it, mm-hmm. grin and bear your way through it because it's going to bear fruit if you do. Right. You know what I'm saying? And it, and it you know, 
uh, kind of speaking to jazz, jazz is kind of a, a weird thing because timing's got to be right for you to really. Yeah. Um, that's kind of the only kind I mean, of odd receptive. man out. Yeah. You know? I mean, jazz is, is, as we've talked about for sure. me too, like mm-hmm. this, this past year has been so much jazz still mm-hmm. is. Mm-hmm. Um, it's not been solely jazz for mm-hmm. the last month maybe, mm-hmm. but you know, for January, February, March, it was all jazz, Just, yeah, was jazz yeah. fusion. But I, I'm receptive to it. Like you yeah. said, you have to be in a time in your life where you're like, you know what? I think I'm ready to open that door Correct. and really allow this in. You yeah. Know? And, and that's for me, I was, it was forced on me at school. I didn't mm-hmm. have a choice. Right. Right. I was fighting it hard because I was, man, I am not going to play this crap. <laughs> I am not going to play Satin Doll ever again. So, <clears throat> pardon me. I, I was just grinning and bearing my way through that situation. And thank God I did because, man, like, learning jazz, which we've talked about in the episode, you can go back and check it out. Mm-hmm. I don't want to beat a dead horse, but, like, that was another game changer for me. Uh, for for everything we've mentioned in the previous podcast about learning jazz. But, yeah, it, it just, um, you know... Being receptive to other forms of music and analyzing it, not just listening to it, but critically listening to it. And like, mm-hmm. like I think we've mentioned in other podcasts, you know, you know, listen to what the bass line is doing in, in relation to what the kick drum is doing. Right, right. You know, don't listen to your instrument. You know, listen to what the keyboard chord comping stabs are doing. Like, mm-hmm. what's the rhythmic permutation this guy's doing? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, and then you yeah. can take, you know, um, all those different things that you're absorbing and and regurgitate it out into your instrument right yeah i mean that's what you know listening to other styles of music will do or right i mean you know when when i say or when we say listen to other styles of music immediately as a guitar player or a drummer or a bass player whatever your instrument may be you're going to listen to that part Yes. That's natural. Sure. We can't yeah, turn do that, that off. First. It's almost sure. a sickness, right? Sure. We can't turn that part off. Right. Like I hear the drums first. Um but as John is saying, like if you can dig into how the other parts are playing mm-hmm. into making up that song, this is like what I would refer to as quote unquote active listening. Active right? listening. Active yep. listening. Great word. So word of the day. You're, active you're, listener. You're actually absorbing kind of what the band is doing, mm-hmm. how they're playing together mm-hmm. from, from A to B, like what's the experience that right. they intended for the listener. Yep. Right. Because ultimately you're, you're, you're analyzing this in the context of a song, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. So you need to realize what's going on within that song, not just your guitar part, your part or, right. or your drum part. Because, right? I mean, if we're talking about being, you know, we're, we're staying on, on point here, working musicians, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. we, we have to care. You, you have to care about being a song player, yes. not a part player. Man, amen. Because that's what you're doing. You're, 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 your vehicle of delivery is a song. Yeah. Right? Yeah. So... um learning and listening to as many songs in mm-hmm. different styles as possible is profoundly going to affect you becoming, you know, chiseling away the, mm-hmm. the rough edges of your musicianship. Mm-hmm. And John and I still do it today. I mean, I'm sure yeah. you know, we'll share music with each other and I'm like, man, listen to the guitar on this or man, all, can you believe what the bass player was playing? All, I mean, all, all the time, man. I mean, and that's, that's the beauty for us, you know, is just finding that, 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 that spark, man, because mm-hmm. it, it's out there. It is. You know, and especially when you get to, you know, um, a certain, you know, level, uh, level uh, for, level. yeah, if you will. Replacing um, your playing where right. you've absorbed and absorbed and yeah, absorbed. It, it, it's, yeah, it's, you know, finding stuff that moves you, you know, it becomes few and far between. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But it's not to say that it's not out there because it is. But point, I guess the point that I'm trying to make is that. We're constantly seeking it out, right? right. We're constantly seeking it out because it's right. out there. Same right. thing with, you know, what we're kind of what we're trying to drive home is you don't want to just stay in the rock lane. Go out and listen to other stuff because yeah. it's going to eventually you're going to find something that moves you. Well, that you and know? you stay in the rock lane, and at some point, this happened for me. You're not impressed anymore it just you're not grows, surprised anymore yeah, you're like oh, okay it's another rock song dull. yes it gets becomes dull right mm-hmm. but imagine if you go out and you start listening to funk music mm. like traditional meters mm-hmm. the meters funk mm-hmm. like we're talking about real funk music mm-hmm. tower power whatever mm-hmm. you know i mean just james brown go yeah, put on james a james brown, brown record and, and and then absorb some of this stuff and then come back to rock yep 
and 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 see how you, how all of a sudden you hear rock differently. Mm, You're mm-hmm. like, whoa, wait a minute, that was that was a cool passage. It was almost like an interesting turnaround. It's very very funky right there. Yeah, right? totally. Would you yeah. have ever said that word before? Maybe not. More than likely not. Right. Because you 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 just you you your your senses hasn't been yeah you haven't been gifted that sense of the funk right if you will right 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 so I think that uh, beyond different genres it's the your your the tuning of your senses yeah yeah you know you become hyper aware of of, of things um, mm-hmm. going on within the song within the groove whatever mm-hmm. more so than you would you know listening to Metallica black album for the eight yeah. hundredth time. Ugh. Yeah, yeah. <sighs> I just threw up my mouth. I digress. <laughs> so, um, so, but you, you know, know what I'm listen, saying. To, I mean, listen to yeah, you know, listen to music. Listen, like, listen yeah. to other 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 styles other styles of music because um, we all start somewhere. Yeah, you right? got to. I mean, that's we, your foundation. Listen, yeah, you know, I, I started with classic rock, and and you know, that's kind of that's what I got into. That's what mm-hmm. I was trying to learn. Mm-hmm. And as soon as I got in, started branching off into other genres of music, because I had older brothers and they were listening to different crazy mm-hmm. stuff, and I was listening to what they were, you know, what they were listening to. Mm-hmm. You know, I wanted to because they were my older brothers and I thought they were cool. So, mm-hmm. um, luckily, my oldest brother had great musical taste. So, I was exposed to really like good classic, you know, like Zeppelin and, mm. you know, Cream and Hendrix and yeah. all that power rock band of 70s stuff. Mm-hmm. Like I got introduced to early. Right. So, you know, there's only so much meat on that bone, man. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And once you chew the meat off, it's like, okay, what's next? Right. Right. You know, ready for um, the next meal. You know, and for me, um, I, everything the stars aligned at that point and that's when i went to music school yeah you know um so um but before that you know it was just one new genre led to another led to another led to another um you know and the other thing that i think helped me outside of obviously playing guitar was man learning to sing yeah yeah, I mean, you guys, if you, you've, I'm just going to brag on John here for a minute. Oh, man, John, when I first started playing, mail, buddy. <laughs> um, when I first started playing with John, we're talking five years ago. Like John was working on being, you know, he he was singing background vocals, yeah. but in five years, it's it's crazy. Oh yeah, like, man. I, mean, I will, I will sit behind the drums. This happened last week, and just be stunned at some of the stuff oh, that, you, that you're doing. Like oh. you know, but 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 here's the thing. Like John has made himself an invaluable part of a lot of bands, mm-hmm. not just because he's a guitar player, mm-hmm. but because he put the time into being a backup mm-hmm. singer, not mm-hmm. just like some background BGVs. Like mm-hmm. he's, he's, he's singing, like mm-hmm. he's singing himself, mm-hmm. you know, and he's, he's complimenting the mm-hmm. guy up there. Mm-hmm. So yes, being a singer is huge. I mean, and it's I mean, not very common for drummers. Right. But, Listen, yeah. and, and, and let me say learning to sing as a general statement, mm-hmm. not, you don't necessarily have to be a, you know, freaking power bgv yeah like yeah. myself <laughs> yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> um but being able to sight sing a melody or a, a piece of a scale mm-hmm. um being able to um uh, identify uh melodies mm-hmm. you know and when you're singing man it's it's all you're doing is singing melodies you know la 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 mm-hmm. right mm-hmm. so your um you're you're tuning your senses again, man. It's another sensory mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. sharpening, calibration, if you will. Mm-hmm. Um, it changed my guitar playing like I didn't think it would do. Mm. Because when you're singing a melody line and you're playing a guitar part, the rhythms are usually completely different. Right. right. They are just oil and water to each other mm-hmm. most of the time. So being able to have that um, independent limb control for you drummers out there, <laughs> hey, 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 that kind of ability to separate yeah. my rhythm guitar strumming yeah. and right. my melodic phrasing of my voice. Yeah, that's huge. I mean, that's that becomes so hard, way man. less of a physical thing than a mental thing. Like mm-hmm. it's all in your head. It's all you in know? your head, man. It really. And I mean, I, I still. I mean, I have to practice. I mean, literally. Um, you know, for these Ben Rue gigs, man. Like I'm having. He's hiring me because I'm. I got to do backup vocals, man. Mm-hmm. So, um, I have to practice some of the stuff 
that I have to do is really syncopated, man, and I have to practice it. Mm-hmm. Um, but once I am able to do it, I don't have to think about it anymore. I've got it. It's right. done. It's right. locked in. That muscle memory. Yeah, yeah. muscle memory. Mm-hmm. Um, but to circle back around, what singing did to my playing, to kind of summarize what it really did, is it it, it tightened up my melodic sensibilities. Mm-hmm. It trimmed the fat off of my melodic phrasing, off of my improvisational melodic phrasing, mm-hmm. because it was it was less um, lick based and more mel- melody based. Right. You know, so kind because, of going back to that, how you uh, lend yourself to the song and not just the part. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, and um, once I was able to have a grasp on on that. You know, like going back and listening to all those journey solos, man, like those are all like singable mm-hmm. melodic mm-hmm. parts. They're not like licks. They're not. Neil Sean is is a very underrated guitar player. Totally, you know, and a huge influence on me. And looking back now, you know, I can see exactly what he was doing and why he was doing mm-hmm. it. Mm-hmm. You know, he was trying to create a memorable, singable passage mm-hmm. you know i dare you i dare you to, to <clears throat> listen to don't stop believing and and you probably can hum along or sing along with the guitar solo totally man every single one of them dude even like uh separate ways separate ways yeah i, I mean say, name a journey solo that's lights. not like yeah like, oh my god so um and neil you know he was he played with santana when he was 16 mm-hmm. and he had to mm-hmm. sing a lot dude mm-hmm. so having that vocal capabilities like mm-hmm. it it seeps into your guitar playing just the um the 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 calibration of your of your of your uh melodic sensibility just gets knocked out of the park and like i said you don't have to be a singer you don't have to be you know freaking michael blue blay and go and like like just learn how to sing a melody Mm -hmm. you know or you know for drummers you know not all of us can be phil collins and and, and play and sing but You know, if a song comes on that you are into, uh, uh, you know, learn how to sing the melody, learn how to sing the chorus, mm-hmm. you know, and then try to figure out if you've got some sort of, you know, obviously we're working musicians, so you've got some sort of keyboard, MIDI instrument, computer. Right. Get into GarageBand and open up one of the virtual instruments and try to pull up a piano and try to play the notes mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. of the melody and figure out what it, what's going on. Yeah, yeah. Um you know, it, it just, it transforms everything about your playing, being able to, um, being able to sing and understand melody. Right. Right. You know, um, you know, that definitely probably lends itself more to the stringed instruments and keyboards, pianos more Mm -hmm. so than drums, but, um, you know, you know, have a good melodic sensibility, you know, you know, be able to, figure out why that chorus hook sounds as good as it does, you know, Mm -hmm. it's because melodically it's, you know, without getting into theoretical jargon about why the melody sounds so good. It's because these are tried and true melodic techniques. Right. 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 And no matter what key you're in or whatever, they're going to work. Right. It's going to sound good depending on what trying uh, depending on what kind of emotion you're trying to evoke. Right. You're right. going to use these melodic techniques and and it all comes from like being able to sing a melody, man, mm-hmm. you know, because mm-hmm. everything the melody is is the is the woman that burrs the song. Right. Cuz everything comes out of the melody. Mhm. Totally on point. Right. And I think, you know, the the, the last thing that would we'll probably play into this, because, I mean, we don't have a thousand points on, yeah. on how to be this well-rounded musician, um, but it would be to sharpen your people skills. Oh, you know? man. Like, that is, yeah, that's huge, man. I mean, just being aware of, mm-hmm. of yourself and of yourself when you're around people and being aware of other people and being a good hang and right you know and yeah you'll so, hear that phrase i mean that may yeah, be a new yeah. phrase to some people good hang but mm-hmm. you know honestly that's sometimes a make or break for a band because Big time, you know dude. you see the highlights on instagram on the stage mm-hmm. but that doesn't tell the whole story it doesn't you know, man. Like the mean, time in the bus the yep. time in the van the time mm-hmm. in the car whatever like you can't be pressing you know your political views on people. Oh no, not um, nowadays. That's a good way to never get called back for a gig. Right. You know, and that doesn't necessarily mean that you have to be somebody you're not, but 
There's a time and place, right? There is. There is. I mean, so, so you know, let's just say, for instance, John and I, we've never played together. Never played. You never know, seen. We get offered to play this gig. Mm-hmm. We meet each other for the first mm-hmm. time. We learned our parts. We, we got the gig. We're confident in that, right? But we get in the bus or we get in the van and we start traveling. And the first thing John starts talking to me about is, you know, his whatever stance in politics Mm -hmm. or his stance on abortion Mm -hmm. or, you know what I mean? Instantly Mm -hmm. I'm turned off by this guy. That's it, man. Because like, nobody wants to hear that. Why are we talking about this? Like we're, we're just traveling as a band, right? You know, it's, it's one thing if you're, you know, off to the side with your bandmate and you guys are clearly having dialogue about, uh, I think it's what the French say, shooting the shit. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, there's a time and place where you can kind of get into the weeds about that. But when you're on a bus mm-hmm. or you're in the van or you're hanging out with your bandmates waiting to go on stage or you're waiting for food or catering, whatever, you know, you got to be able to, um, people to tolerate you. Right. You know, exactly. And, and, and I think that comes back to what John said, like having self-awareness mm-hmm. and, um, it's actually a sickness for me, I think. And it's, it's, it is. Is that I'm. I'm uh, I'm super well. hyper aware, yeah, and so much so that John and I we're very similar people. Mm-hmm. Um, we don't talk a lot, Mm-mm. so you know there's a there's an old I think it's a Jewish joke that mm-hmm. says, do you know why a dog rarely gets in trouble? Because he, because he can't talk. Because he can't talk. Because he can't mm-hmm. talk. And so he hangs out in the room, and you've got no problem with him being there because he's not adding anything negative to right. the conversation, yeah. nor is he adding anything positive, but yeah. that's okay. It's a well-balanced person. Correct. Man. Right. So, um, for those of you out there that maybe talk because you're nervous, yeah. you know, just don't like, chew you some know, gum. Just, yeah, chew some gum and, and just yeah, do some yeah. listening. You'd be surprised yeah. when you start to listen, yeah. how much you learn about right. people. And then when you learn now you can actually present something to a conversation. Correct. That's constructive. Yeah. And, and, and you may be asking yourself, how does this have anything to do with playing my instrument? Well, physically it doesn't, but this is one of the other cornerstones that I learned whilst I was at music school (laughs) and I'm not going to name any names either, but there are reasons why some of, um, my teachers who were teaching at aim that were had once had huge gigs that had them no more because they were shitty hangs. Mm -hmm. They were just not fun to be around. Right. You know? Um, and that is just as important as your chops. Right. It is just as important. If you're trying to get into a touring band, if you're trying to, you know, play with your local cover band or mm-hmm. your local singer-songwriter guy, mm-hmm. if you're a jerk and if you're just terrible to be around, you are not going to get called for any more gigs. Nope. I don't care how good you are. Yep. Like, those are just not people that are going to work. Well, I mean, you spend whatever, maybe you're an open band, opening band, mm-hmm. you spend 45 minutes on stage. Mm-hmm. So what do you do with the other 23 and a half hours yeah, of your exactly. day, right? So obviously yeah. there's some sleeping in there, but uh-huh. if you, if you can't get along with people and if you're just a frustration to be around, oh man, like John said, you're not going to get called back for gigs. Yeah. It's just not going to happen for you. Yep. You know, I mean, it, it, that's just the, that's the cold, hard facts, you know? So, um, you know, being a good hang is basically going to help you uh, keep yourself employed right right you know this, i mean this i mean you, you guys may be surprised to hear this come up but it's the truth i mean mm-hmm. john and i were thinking about it like where have we taken some missteps and maybe in the past we were a little bit of more of an overshare than we oh, should man, have you listen, know like I, we talked a little too much or we yeah, talked about, i used to be a very i used to have a bravado about myself that was looking back on it makes me sick mm. you know um, but i just I hadn't been humbled yet. Mm-hmm. I hadn't got to a point to where, you know, wow, my shit really does stink. <laughs> you know, I didn't, I hadn't had that, that moment yet. Right. Um, but it happened, you know, thank God it did. It happened. And, you know, it was part of becoming a professional musician is my ability to, you know, check myself and figure mm-hmm. out what was going on mm-hmm. with, with, with myself. And then once I got that, in order, you know, it's like you said, man, you know, you just, you know, um, you know, less is more, mm-hmm. you know, I'd rather, I'd rather be seen than heard. Yeah. And let your playing do the talking. Yeah. That's it, know? man. That's, like, that's, that's really it, man. That's ultimately I, anybody that I play with, I think that's what 
that's my business card is I let my playing and singing do all the talking for me. Yep. Yep. That's, that's, that's it. So, so let that be like the thing that, that sells you and gets your gigs over and over. And then you show up and you're, you're well-rounded with, you know, conversation. Yeah. And you're not trying to assert yourself in any conversations and, you know, you'll get called back time and time again. Yeah. You'll, you will be amongst your peers. You know, you're, you're there to perform and do a job and you do it. And then afterwards you're just a regular person again. Yeah. You know what I mean? You've got to be able to, you're nobody. I mean, ultimately, you know, a lot of, cats that play music i mean like we're nobody special Mm-mm. you know we we have we have god-given talents um but at the end of the day we're just people man mm-hmm. you know once we're done with our 45 minute set or mm-hmm. you know three hour you know acoustic covering i mean we're we're dudes and we're dudes yeah. you know or, or, yeah. or chicks or whatever yeah and you go back to your life mm-hmm. um and you got to be able to uh you got to be able to balance both those man for, for sure. sure for sure you know? Well, guys, I think that'll wrap it up. Um, we hope that we've provided some insight on, on becoming. Yeah, hopefully, we didn't musician. come off as douchebags. No, I mean, we wanted. You know, John and I talked about this up front. It's like we we never want to come off that way. No, you know, like we we appreciate the 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 uh, the feedback if, right. you, if it ever feels that mm-hmm. way. Like we, we've we've taken a lot of missteps and we've big, learned along big, the way. Big ones. You know, I think that's we can all agree that's what life is. You know, you're going to make mistakes, mm-hmm. and it's about how you respond. Right after the mistakes. Yeah. You yeah. Know? yeah. You know, you're you're you know it's you know obviously you know we've got years and wisdom but but on our belts and behind us but you know uh being aware of all this stuff i think is you know that's that's what's going to crack the seal is once you're aware of all these things itself it's not it'll start to snowball yeah yeah and into becomes effortless yeah Yeah. it really does it really does all right so john yes we uh we have a new segment. We have a new segment. We have a new segment that we're going to okay. segue into now. But typically, you provide us with some some segment music. Mm-hmm. But since this is a new segment mm-hmm. and this is the first time that we've done, I'm, I'm, gonna I'm, ho- just, I'm just going to give you a second to think about how this okay. music's going to go. I'm going to say I'm, I'm going to need I'm going to need some, some you know, the creative process, man. Uh, you know, yeah. it's it's yeah. it's a finicky thing, man. All it right, really man. is. So, so I'm going to I'm going to catch you off guard. I'm going to I'm going to I'm fixing to, I'm fixing to go into this thing. Okay, be, be ready. Okay, hang so, on. So our new segment. I'm trying to. I'm a conduit as we speak. It's flowing. So our our new segment. Um, is going to be called Why That Song Is So Good. That was pretty good. It's almost like a it's, ESPN. Yeah, thing. yeah. We'll probably scratch that. I may overdub that. But anyway. I kind of like it. We'll just go with it. We're just going to go with it, man. going to go with it. So, was, so, so, so I'm, I'm going to give credit where credit is due. This is John's brainchild. He, he's <sighs> listening to some music the other day, and he, he calls me up, and he's like, I got this idea. I know. I'm sorry. I, 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 inter- I interrupt Chris. He's, he was probably pooping or eating with his family or something. Like, Dude, got an idea. Yeah. So but, I do but, that. But, but, so, so John and I, we, we came from a very, very uh, similar background with music. Mm-hmm. Like we love 80s music. Mm-hmm. We love 90s music, mm-hmm. most of it. Mm-hmm. Um, and so there's things, especially with those genres, even 70s, mm-hmm. um, that makes music really stand out. Big you know, time. It's like, man, that stood out. And it's like... So we'll get into these conversations that was staring us in the face, like, why is that song so good? And, you know, we would dissect it and, dissect it and um, John decided, let's turn this into a segment, you know, where we can discuss yes. what makes these songs great. Yes. And so for for the first one, you got to you gotta imagine we, uh, we thought about this a lot. And, yeah, I mean, we literally, like, volleyed back and forth songs. And I, I initially I had a song that was perfect, but, of course, I didn't write it down. I forgot it. So um, be that as it may, we found a suitable alternative. We did. Um, John and I both love The Police. Mm. Um, love we the Police. Both, both love Sting. Mm-hmm. Um, Indeed. Real, brilliant man. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and a song that really stands out from the police's catalog mm-hmm. is a song called driven to tears driven to tears so my god let's discuss uh what makes this song so great for, well for you what, what, tell me tell me tell so, me you know your feel your feelings here um obviously andy summers is a you know he's in the pantheon of guitarists but to me what separates what puts uh guitar players into a upper echelon of pantheons is not only are they great players but their tone is an iconic sound that no matter what you can hear one note of their playing and you know instantly that's 
yep. Eddie Van Halen, right. Jimi Hendrix, Stevie Ray Vaughan. When I hear this song, mm-hmm. it screams Andy Summers. Right. It's got that that electric mistress flanger and that I'm not sure if he was using the electric mistress or if he was doing the tri-chorus thing, but it's it's usually one or the other and it's just that it's that police guitar sound. It's right. that tone. Right. That it's just it draws you in um because it's not a you know, it, it, it it's not like your typical hard rock or mm-hmm. your pop sound. It's kind of a bastardized version of a lot of different things, and it's just immediately you're like, wow, that sounds it stands killer. Out. It right. sounds it stands out immediately yeah. the tone of the guitar. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, obviously, anytime I listen to a guitar centric song, that's the first thing that I'm listening to is what does it sound like? Is the tone good? Mm-hmm. Do I like the tone? Is mm-hmm. it you know, is it an interesting part? Right. You know, juxtaposed with great tone. Yeah. You know? Um, so to me, that's the first thing is the tone. Right. Right. Well, the song itself is, is unique for the police. It's, um, the first song that they wrote that was, uh, politically themed, mm-hmm. which of course they, they did more of these, yeah. uh, but bands didn't do that too much then. I mean, the song was written, uh, in 1979. Mm-hmm. Um, and before another, Pro Tools and Auto-Tune. Yeah, before Pro Tools, before Auto-Tune. Um, so w- w- the other part that's interesting about it is uh, in an interview, Sting said mm-hmm. that, that it's the only song that he ever wrote on the road. Wow, interesting. The you only would think song. he would have written handfuls of yeah. tunes whilst on the whilst, road. Whilst on the road. That's my, ro- that's uh, my, that's my word, whilst. Right. Um, so he was inspired. So what's sure. interesting is like he was he was perceptive and mm-hmm. receptive mm-hmm. while on the road. Mm-hmm. He was inspired by to, to write this song, um, and, and and really it's it's his what he sees is kind of a plight of starving children. Mm. Uh, he sees mm-hmm. this this thing on television yep. about these kids that are hungry. Yep. And um, you know, it, really the question is like you know, what what else when you see that kind of thing? Like what what is the response? You know. Obviously, it drives you to tears. Mm-hmm. You know, a kid a kid should never be hungry. Um, another cool thing is is that it was uh, described as kind of a brooding song, mm-hmm. but it it really emphasizes the police's love for reggae. Yeah, you know? I mean that's the other thing that you know uh, downward spiraled um, was it introduced me to reggae. Yeah, me too. Like, I didn't even know what that was until the I police. mean, you know. Uh, like literally I heard the police I don't think I, I didn't know who Bob Marley was I didn't know who Peter Tosh was I didn't mm-hmm. know anything about reggae mm-hmm. nothing I'm like what is that groove oh my god that is <laughs> disgusting I love it so um, and, and and it's not something that you heard a lot of popular bands use that particular groove in a right. song right you know um you know, so of, bro- course, of course it stood out. Right. You know, like instantly it yeah, stood out to you. Totally it did. Um, I, I vividly remember, you know, obviously listening to a lot of the police's stuff and all that reggae, you know, groove and backbeat, man. Like it was, per- it was pretty eye-opening for me that you mm-hmm. could incorporate that into rock music. Mm-hmm. You know, it was just super super eye-opening for me yeah and i mean especially since they came from being kind of a punk band yeah like you yeah. listen to you know some of the older stuff that they put out yeah it's, just, it's pretty punk rocky pretty punk rock mm-hmm. yeah it's like 70s punk rock mm-hmm. and um the, the their their evolution into that mm-hmm. was, was incredible yeah, yeah yeah i mean talk about being a well-rounded musician yeah boom you know sting is probably one of the most well-rounded musicians on planet in the Milky Way. In the Milky Way. Yeah, we'll keep him in this galaxy. In, yeah, no, we don't know what else is out there. <laughs> but, I mean, literally the guy can play just about every instrument Yep. and plays them well. Really well. Yep. Um, You know, can play jazz, can play rock, can play reggae, can play country. I'm sure he can. Oh, yeah. He can do it all, man. Mm-hmm. That's I mean, that, that guy is the epitomize. epitome. Yeah. 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 And I bet you if you ask him, his ability to sing keeps his... Uh, Sharpness, his chop sharp on across the instrument plane, if you will. Right, because he's thinking melody first, exactly, not man. part first. Right, not to get off on another topic, yeah, but, yeah, yeah. but for me, that's the that's 
the first thing that does it for me is the guitar tone. And then the second thing is the groove, obviously. Mm -hmm. Um, and then, you know, chorus, man, the chorus is just so good. You know, that's ultimately what makes great songs is the chorus. It's the hook. What's the hook? Is it good? What, What does it do to me? Yeah. You know, um, you know, you know, your, your intros and verses, they pull you in the choruses. That's, they, that's when they deliver, right? Mm-hmm. They bring mm-hmm. the goods on the chorus. And when it gets to that chorus, man, it's just like... It kind of drops it just and yeah. introduces the theme, and it's, yeah. it's so cool. You guys should definitely go check it yeah. out. Um, John and I will definitely be doing more of this segment. Um, what, what, what yeah, we're going to be introducing uh, the Song of the Week segment as we go across our uh, podcasting universe here. I think we're going to, um, start introducing this on a regular basis. There are a lot of songs that we'd like to chop up and, and, uh, expose you guys. Uh, I'm sure if you don't know what this song is, uh, most of you probably do, but if you don't do yourself a favor and go, I believe this is on the Zenyatta Mundata Mundata. Thank you. Zenyatta Mundata. It's on that record. Yeah. Um, so go check it out. Driven to tears. Great song. Also, uh, I believe Robert Downey Jr. Did a amazing <laughs> cover of it. That's on YouTube. So you can go check that out too. He kinda, did. Kind of a little side note there. Very cool. Um, well, John, I think that's going to wrap us up for, for this week. What awesome. It's good to be back, man. Very the saddle, good. the saddle feels warm still. <laughs> it's, 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 it feels like my butt fits naturally. Fits right in there. Just the contour is still there. Yeah. I love Perfect. it, man. I'm super excited that we're back on our, um, uh, on our regularly scheduled programming. Mm-hmm. Um, be well-rounded, learn, absorb, listen as much music as you can. Um, you will not regret it. You will not regret it. You'll, you'll keep making money and, and be able to call yourself a, a working musician. That's it. That's, That's it, the man. goal. Well, John, let's get out of here, man. We'll talk to y'all next week. We are out.